We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Hey everybody, welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast, the DFS version. I am Scott Jensta. Joined as always on Fridays by Andrew Laird. Uh, we certainly appreciate you guys uh, tuning in, listening, downloading the podcast. If you could rate or review the podcast, that would also be fantastic. It does help uh, help us out a lot and also helps people find the podcast, which is also a very good thing. Andrew, we have a, we have a week under our belts. I think it's important. Uh, we'll kind of talk about week one a little bit, but I think it's important to uh, learn from week one, but not crazy overreact to it. That's always That's always tough going into week two. Yeah, I feel like we went in last week thinking like it was going to be a weird week and we weren't really going to know what's what's happening. Not that we know what's going to happen this week either, but it just felt like it actually wasn't as weird as I expected. Um, like, did anything like jump out at you that you would even react to or overreact uh, I to? Was, I was surprised, A, by the lack of penalties. It seems like uh, refs really kept the flags in their pocket, especially on holding. I think there were like 82 holding penalties uh, week one last year when they were really focusing on. There were like 18 this week. Yeah, AJ um, Green also, would like to have a word with you. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Um, and then just like how um, – I didn't think it was like slo- as sloppy as I thought it would be in terms of like execution on the offense. That's The tackling was the one part that was really sloppy. It was a, There was a lot of really bad tackling. And I guess you expect that. You know, you don't have a – 
no preseason games and not the like full go practice you're used to. I think the tackling is one of those things that, uh, you know, guys just haven't done in, in nine months. So that was the one thing I lost. But I thought that uh, execution, I thought play calling, I thought, uh, you know, most of that stuff aside from, you know, Jerry Judy not being able to catch the ball. I thought everything was uh, was pretty straightforward. Yeah, I, th- I think what was kind of funny was everybody reacting to Aaron Rodgers winning yep. or helping somebody win the Millie Maker. And everyone's like, I mean, he was like two or 3% owned on DraftKings. And I just looked at that and it was like, everybody was playing Devonte Adams last week. Like he was over 50% yep. in most cash games, if not higher than that. He was definitely the highest wide receiver. And it was just like, there really weren't that, there were, there were that many people who loved Devonte Adams and were just like, Rogers is not going to throw to anybody else and just pushed that down to 3%. And it was like, man, that's, Whoever had yeah. faith in him, who I, I believe is a Packers fan uh, from the draft king, I thought I saw some tweets about that. He was like, I play him every week. And it was like, oh, well, <laughs> that's great. beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, maybe that works out. Hey, but... it, it only takes once, right? Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, I think the crazy part of that game is Adams obviously went off, and you and I talked about how we liked Adams more than even Michael Thomas last week, yeah. especially price but you know alan lazard and marquez valdez scantling uh stepped up they both uh, you know for their hiccups last year and valdez scantling dropped a lot of balls last year both those guys actually looked really good in that game too yeah and um they definitely had mvs definitely had at least one drop uh yeah well i mean that, you, can, week, you can but, always you can always lock that in right but sometimes like that's enough for for rogers to not throw you the ball again but i noticed uh yeah, not to dive into this week already but i noticed lazard is actually more expensive than valdez scantling which seemed odd to me unless that's just me overreacting to week one no i mean i thought they both look good but i mean i think in in a dfs kind of situation i'm always going to want valdez scantling just because he gets the deep balls he gets right. the deep shots and they always take a couple to him it seems like and if he, he you know he reels one of those in he, he's suddenly worth it for the price i, I saw that too on those two i, I actually have him on the same bullet uh, the same bullet point as the as you know the, the packer number two slash three and i was a little surprised that uh, that mvs was cheaper too yeah i mean everybody had boston scott last week and uh <laughs> the free square always works right, right. I, well actually it's funny you say that because uh when we recorded last week i don't think miles sanders had been ruled out yet but we knew that uh anthony gibson was going to be at home antonio antonio yes. anthony i don't even know who anthony gibson is uh, i'm sure he's good though <sighs> antonio gibson um and we were kind of like why would you play the running back of a team that was a eight, you know, six to eight point underdog. Of course, they end up winning. Um, but he, the number of cash lineups from like very sharp players, at least the ones that I consider sharp, that played Scott and Gibson, um, was really surprising to me because I just thought everybody would be like, oh well, I'll I'll definitely play Scott because that's a much better situation. I mean, same game, and you get right. to have the the favorite. So. Um, you know, it, it helped people kind of pay up at wide receiver. Some went to Chris Godwin with uh, Mike Evans, Gimpy. Of course, Evans is the one who scores the touchdown. But I saw some Julio, and it was just like um, the, the the Scott, like Scott ended up being more of a free square in my mind. Um, me too. That ended up allowing me to get to Devontae Adams. And so uh, with Lamar, and I don't think – like every free square we get, I feel like is be, is not nearly as good. We have one this week that may not be that great, but a lot of people might play them anyway. And so uh, we'll see what happens. 
Yeah, and I mean, and we always like uh, Boston's guy didn't do anything, but you know, there's a lot to be said for just being not even that good, but just what 4500 lets you do elsewhere is right. so key. I mean, it's just big. I got, I mean, I don't want, want to fully get full insight, but I have so many cheap receivers I like this yes. week that it's it's a really an interesting. There's a lot of receivers that are questionable, like a lot of big names are questionable. I think a lot of them are going to play, but I mean, you know, already banged up, uh, you know, after week one. And there's a lot of guys, wide receivers, that I think are just flat mispriced this week. It's it's a really fascinating build this week. Yeah, I was just like, I'm looking at the DraftKings screen right now and just guys with Qs next to their names. And it's like Julio Jones, Godwin, Smith-Schuster, Evans, Galladay, A.J. Brown, Sutton, John Brown, Devontae Parker, Jamison Crowder, Alshon Jeffrey, and those, those first five you named are like five of the best 10 receivers in football. Right. Like, I mean, those are big, big names right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, so obviously it's going to be a week where you got to check. Uh, you got to check Saturday news. Uh, you got to check Sunday morning inactives. It's going to be a, a very much of a, you know, make sure you're online from 8 to 10 on Sunday morning, I'm afraid. Yeah, and there are some really good running backs on this slate. So cheap wide receivers is just what I'm looking for, Scott. Absolutely. I, I like the way you're thinking. Let's let's jump into the slate. Uh, first of all, we're, we're talking the main slate as always. Uh, I mean, tonight, uh, the, the Cincy-Cleveland game from uh, from Thursday is not going to be on here. New England-Seattle Sunday night, pretty good game, but won't be on here. And also New Orleans and Las Vegas, which is Monday night, which I actually think is going to be a really fun game. I'm actually looking forward to that game in the, in the new uh, Vegas stadium. Even though there no, I assume nobody's going to be there. Uh, I, nobody's going to be there, but I just think that uh, I think without Michael Thomas, it kind of levels it a little bit. I think we're going to see a, a bunch of points there. It's going to be it's gonna be an interesting barometer of where the Raiders are. Their offense looked pretty good last week, but it was against Carolina. Yeah. Um, but Henry Ruggs looked good. Um, Brian Edwards is an interesting guy. They they have some weapons. I don't know that Derek Carr can get them the ball, but uh, I think that'll be uh, I think that'll be a fun Monday night game at least. Yeah, I agree. So let's jump into this week. Uh, high totals this week. We've got Atlanta and Dallas is clearly uh, clearly the the popular game here. It's Atlanta Dallas is uh, Dallas is fair by four and a half over under fifty two and a half. Baltimore Houston mostly on you know due to Lamar Jackson that over under is fifty one and a half. Baltimore is fared by seven there. And the Detroit at Green Bay is a pretty uh, pretty good number forty nine and a half. Green Bay fared by six there. Um, of those three games, is there one like that jumps off the page to you? Is like I want parts of this game uh, no matter what. Um, I think the difficulty is that they're all expensive. Like I did my blind stacks this week and it's like, Oh, I'm going to have to pay for these guys. And there's one group where like, maybe you can get away with it. It's not within that trio. So, um, like, I think you can make a a case for all of them, which really isn't a helpful phrase, but, um, I don't know. It's, uh, I think, I think to differentiate, you may as well just skip all these games and hope that something else blows off. Yeah, for me, it's Atlanta-Dallas. I think that is, uh, I think that's a step above these other two games. Um, I just think the way they both play, I think the way that Atlanta, like whether they're up or down, Atlanta just keeps pushing just me keep last going. week. Yeah, yeah, in Seattle, like they just, like the fourth quarter, they just kept throwing to Gage and Ridley and Julio. And, you know, they were done in that game against Seattle, but they just kept coming, kept coming. They just don't, they just don't shut it down at all. And obviously for fantasy purposes, that's fantastic. And Dallas looked really good in the first half against the Rams. Then, you know, kind of really rough in the second half. But uh, I do think that's the game that, uh, you know, if we get a, if we get a 60 65 pointer that's gonna be the game and i want to point out i said the same thing about carolina oakland last week and for once i was actually right there you go there you go i think i said 35 30 it turned out to be 34 30 which is Mm, uh, way off i'm gonna i'm gonna call that a win oh really oh all right um we have a bunch of a bunch of low total games this week we didn't have a lot last week there's uh there's five games the over under currently is 42 and a half or below um real quickly denver at pittsburgh the 49ers at your Jets. That's a good matchup for us, huh? Yeah. Uh, Buffalo at Miami, the Giants at Chicago and Jacksonville, Tennessee. It's kind of a uh, a mixing of like some good defenses, some bad offenses in there. It's going to be uh, 
really interesting uh, to have five games out of 13 that are that low of a total. Like, you can't – if then there's five of them, it's hard to just scratch them off. Like, you can't if there's one or two or, like, I just not going to touch that game. Five games you can't really uh, completely shy away from. Yeah, totally agree. I mean – the, even the middle games. Some, some, of the, some of them I will, but yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Certainly. It's funny that you say, like, some of them I'll take away, and then all of a sudden you realize you've actually taken all five away, and you're just like, oh, oh whatever. Yeah. Um, there are some players in those games I do like, uh, mostly the, the home favorites in, in Pittsburgh and Tennessee. Right. Um, but let's uh, let's jump in. Uh, let's talk running backs. Um, we got uh, got uh, our favorite guy, Christian McCaffrey, at the top, as usual. 10,000 on DraftKings, 10,500 on FanDuel. Um the, the, th- the thing with McCaffrey, we don't have to talk too much about him, obviously, but it's just the snaps played. Like, we were wondering, you know, with uh, with the new coaching staff in there, with with, uh, with Rule instead of uh, Ron Rivera, how much that would change. Uh, C-Mac played 97% of his stats. I, I think that uh, I think we're back to the status quo. I mean, there's no concern that it's down from 99? <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and uh, be okay with that. <laughs> You're not worried about that trend? Yeah, I mean, um, just to give you a point of reference, like, no other running back played more than 90% of his snaps. Yeah. So 97% for a running back is significantly more than anybody else plays. Yeah, totally agree. Um, I think you're still at this point, though, where we have enough guys that are cheaper yep. that um, losing that even 1600 to Saquon Barkley, who I wouldn't play this week. So, like, if you look at Dalvin Cook, who's the third most expensive on DraftKings— um, I'm sorry, Zeke is there. I skipped yeah. over Zeke, but so the 1800 to Zeke, uh, that can go a long way, uh, on this slate. And so I'm not sure McCaffrey is, uh, a slam dunk like he was last season still. And this is the one team where he did not, uh, yeah. he does struggle against. They play the run really well. Um, you know, he's still going to be there and catch passes and he's always a weapon, but, um, there were only two games last year where McCaffrey had under 98 total yards and both of them were against Tampa Bay. Yeah. No concern. He only had four targets last week. Uh, not really. No, I mean, I'm just, just, I mean, obviously just stretching here. Right. No, 23 I mean, carries is will make up some, for it. It's something to look at, but I mean, like they get inside the 20 and it's just like literally his time. Like they just don't do anything else, but go to him. Yeah. Um, I just, I just don't like it at the price this week, just because of the matchup. There's this is the, the Tampa Bay game, you know, based on last year, based on the way Tampa Bay plays the run. Um, just not a week that I, I'm willing to pay up for it. He still could do really well. I'm sure he probably will do really well, but if I'm going to pay up for a week, it's I'm, I'm going to go ahead and avoid this matchup. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think, uh, like I don't see any reason to play Saquon Barkley either. Um, you didn't like the 15 rushes for six yards on Monday night. Um, I mean, he literally was, they handed off the ball and he would get hit every, every time. time. Yeah. I mean, he had, uh, the, he had the one like really nice uh, catch that he like, he looked like Saquon, but yes. like, I mean, if you're, if you're getting hit two yards deep in the backfield, it's, it's hard to pay up for that as, as talented as the guy is. Do you think the giants are wasting Barkley more or less than the jets are wasting Darnold? <laughs> That's, that's an impossible question. I thought you were going to say okay. angels, angels are wasting Mike Trout, and I was going to oh, pick that one. But, yeah. um, but I just I think, like yeah. Barkley, I, I don't see how you can see the other names on the running back list on this slate, uh, at least in cash games, which again is like where I focus, and say like, no, 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 I'm going to pay up for Saquon Barkley against the Bears, no less. I, I can't see it either. I mean, the guy can break one at any time, but there is no way. Can he? There's no. Uh, yeah. When, I mean, when was the last time he did? I um, you know, you get a swing pass or something like that. It's been a while, but I mean, the talent's still there. I just, I, I hate the offense. I hate the offensive line. There's just no way that I pay more, you know, significantly more for him on both sides than Zeke, Derrick Henry, or Delvin Cook. Yep. Yep. I just, I'm not, I'm not paying. If he was, if he was like 7,300, I'm like, oh, maybe I could I find a way to talk myself into it. But at 8,400, three guys below him that I like more. It's just, I mean, it's an easy skip for me and I'm just kind of moving, moving on from him right now. Yeah. I just don't, I don't understand the price. Um, it's just strictly name value, but 
But I, I guess I, I think that's literally I, the I only way you can I justify I think it. You're right. I, I, I have no. I don't think he should be up there, and I don't think he. I'm surprised he didn't drop more than he did. But I guess it was Monday night. If maybe if it was he played that game Sunday, they would have dropped him more. Um, cause they haven't, uh, they right. obviously have the pricing out before that game starts. So maybe that was it. I don't know. Yeah. Saquon's going to be that guy where when he finally has his big game and everybody, whoever plays him all the time, hopefully they don't run out of money before he finally <laughs> pays off. But they're going to be like, I told you so. And it's like, no, 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 you don't get to lose nine weeks in a row and then say, I told you so, but, well, it'll but, happen anyway, though. but you mentioned the guys, I think Zeke and Derek Henry are, are like way above Barkley for me. You put I cook do. in this group, huh? I do. And not Edward Edwards Hilaire? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I was a couple hundred bucks down. I was just kind of looking at the next three in line. Uh, yeah, I have no problem with uh, with CEH either. So let's put those four together. We got CEH, Cook, Henry, and Zeke. Do you have a do you have a strong favorite from that group? Uh, I put Zeke in right away, just like running backs against Atlanta. Although they did a decent job against Chris Carson last week, he caught a bunch of passes that obviously helped, including two touchdowns. But um, Zeke and Derrick Henry were the the ones I went to right away. I think part of that is uh, the CEH game was like way different than anybody was expecting. Like everyone was like, well, he's a really good pass catcher and he's not going to have the rushing volume. And of course he rushes 25 times and gets two With, targets. Yeah. Zero catches. It was, it was very strange. And so it's like, I'm not, not to say like they're not going to use him, um, but it's just, I, I'm just not sure yet. And then uh, does, I, can I ask you a CEH question real quick first? Yeah. So does this six carries inside the five yard line and doing absolutely nothing with them concern you at all? Or you just kind of toss that out as that was, that was fluky and weird and the offensive line didn't block. Or do you think that there is a chance that maybe someone watches that film and they go to Darrell Williams inside the five? Um, I didn't put much stock into it, okay. although no, that's, that's fair. I just, it was just a question. I thought I was wondering if it, if one week and six carries uh, makes anyone adjust at all. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I see what you're saying. I, I mean, the, Realistically, we would don't think it does either. we would be happy curious. to trade five of those rushing attempts or all six of those rushing attempts for like four or five targets, and so hopefully. And the, and the game was weird too. Like they were weird. up, and you look at Mahomes is like YPA is like was way different than anything yeah. normal. So I think that game was a little bit weird. Opening night, I think they were just trying to get out of there too. I think it's just uh, yeah, he was the guy. I mean, twenty five carries is pretty promising. Though. Right, and who knows what happens if Demarcus Robinson actually catches the balls that are thrown at him. In the end zone, you had to go. You had to go back there. Yeah, I did. I did. Um, you are always the one who is much more optimistic, and it's not so much that I don't like him, but like you are definitely the Dalvin Cook guy on this podcast. And so, is it that you think he's really good? Is it that you don't think they like Cousins enough to keep using? Like, what what puts Cook against the Colts in the same group as Henry against the Jaguars? And Elliott against the Falcons. Well, first of all, I'd play Henry for sure over Cook. So okay. I, I do like I do like Henry more. But I just I think Dalvin Cook is really good. And I think they don't trust Kirk Cousins. I think they want to run the ball. I think last week he just got game scripted out. I mean, Green Bay got up in that game. Um, he only had 12 carries and 50 yards and a couple targets. Did score twice. I think I like that inside the in the red zone, it's always him. Um, Colts played pretty well against the run last week. I just I mean, Jaguars running back situation is nothing that I would really um, use as a barometer at all. I mean, James Robinson and uh, whoever else they had going on there. Um, but I just I just think Cook's really, really talented. I think he's one of those guys that can break one at a time. I think he's super impressive. Once he gets past that uh, that first line, you know, he can just break past the linebackers and safeties. Um, I just like him for an explosive big play guy. He's probably more of a GPP guy for a cash than a cash guy, which is probably why I like him a little more than you do. Okay. That's fair. 
But I, I mean, I, I I love Henry this week. He's probably my favorite running back at the price. I mean, you just look at you just look at usage. I mean, he had 31 carries week one, led all running backs. Um, you know, Jags played pretty well against the run last week, but you know, it's Naheem Hines and Jonathan Taylor in his first game, and those guys caught passes well. So those guys, not like those guys were zeros. Um, good hit game script. They're a 10 point favorite against Jacksonville. I just, I can't, they never go away from just feeding Henry, no matter what the score is. I just, I love him this week. I think he's like the safest floor guy you can find this week. Yeah, no, I, I'm all over that as well. I just don't like, if you find that, like the game script that really hurts him is that they're losing and yes. they're the biggest favorite of the entire week. Yeah. So it's just like a perfect Derek Henry, at least from a, from a Vegas game script kind of week. It's a right. perfect Derek Henry. Exactly. Week. Exactly. Let's jump down a little bit. Um, I want to talk about at 6,500 DraftKings. Austin Eckler was an interesting, interesting play last week. He played 50 snaps, which is the most he's ever played. He had 19 carries, the most he's ever had, but he only had one target. Mm-hmm. Do you do you think that one target is fluky, or do you think it's an actual real like Philip Rivers versus Tyrod Taylor different kind of quarterback game, and it, it actually matters? I mean, I know it's only one week; we don't want to overreact. But um, where are you in kind of that? Uh, you know, is it fluky, or is it, is it does it matter? So I kept going back and forth between Eckler and Joe Mixon for my cash lineup. Uh, they happened to be in the same game. So when it ended um, with that missed field goal, it was like, oh, I don't have to worry about losing Eckler, you know, losing to Eckler coming back with the, because Mixon was not doing much. But it was weird to, to see, like the reason I didn't play Eckler is actually because I was worried about the rushing volume, which sounds mm-hmm. weird because like it's the, the carries that... Um, end up I mean excuse me it's the receptions that end up putting these guys like kind of on another level um, but looking at all these projections and it was like Eckler had a realistic rushing projection of like 11 or 12 carries yep and sure you could get eight or nine targets but like that just wasn't enough for me uh, in terms of the carries and that's like a lot of targets they're not always like high yardage ones if he doesn't break it and so I was like I'll just go to Mixon who I know will get 30 carries or whatever <laughs> he may not get that many targets, but, um, but then when I saw like Eckler, they just didn't throw to him like one pass. And, um, I don't think like the overreaction would obviously be like, I'm not, I like, I'm done with him because like, I don't need, I, I don't need a guy who they're only going to use to run in a game that they're supposed to lose against like right. the best offense in the NFL. Um, yeah, so, if this were a regular like Austin Eckler and it was last year, I'd love this matchup because you right. know, they're going to be down in the second half and dump it off to him nine times. And he can break. And not only you get points for that in PPR, but he can break any of those too. He's that kind of guy. I'm just, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm overreacting to week one because I still really like Austin Eckler, but I don't know if I'm overreacting to the way that they play right now with Tyrod Taylor. I mean, it's still the same head coach. So you got to figure they can get him involved. Or if they, it's just kind of a weird fluky game where you just didn't get targets and all of a sudden they're going to focus on that. I, I, I'm kind of torn in between those because I'd, I'd really like him as a play this week if I felt that he would be used out of the backfield catching the ball. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly how I felt. And I'm just not, I don't know. For cash games, is just too much of a question mark for me. Yeah, and I mean, Joshua Kelly got three of the four carries inside the 10, so while Eckler got the ball a lot, he didn't get the ball inside the red zone. So, you know, it, I'm fine. like you said before on uh, and whoever it was before, CEH, if, you, if you're going to take away the red zone carries and give me the catches, I'm good with that. But if you're going to take away both, um, I'm a little concerned. Yeah. Where do you put Aaron Jones? Are we going to forget about him? He's 7,100. Uh, no, I'm not going to forget about him. You know, Zeke scored twice. They're playing Lions. uh, uh they uh, did Jones uh, 20 touches last week. 
Um, I don't know. He kind of got forgotten because Aaron Rodgers went crazy. I mean, right. they had, they had, I hit all the yards. But yeah, I mean, Aaron, Aaron Jones, Jones is still... kind of a reason we don't play Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's still the guy. He had to hit 20 touches last week. I think uh, I think it's 7,100. I think he's going to slide through because everybody's either going to play the guys above him, whether it be Cook or Henry or CEH, or drop down to you know Eckler, and we'll talk about Jonathan Taylor in a second. I think I think Jones goes goes pretty under owned this week in a game that they uh, they are favored and, and should win. Yeah, no, I agree. I think I don't know. It's I, like if I'm going to take a shot in GPP, I feel like I'd rather try it with Aaron Jones than Dalvin Cook, just because I feel like people are, will play Cook. Although maybe that's just because you're making me think that. <laughs> I don't think a ton of people play Cook either. I think oh, okay. what you said what you said about Cook is interesting because I think that everybody will go to Henry and Zeke. So I right. think he slides through again because he's not uh, he's not cheap enough for people like, oh, I'm going to play that price on Cook, um, but expensive enough where he's right next to those guys. So I, I don't think he's going to be high percentage either. I think that I think he and Jones will kind of be the ones in this range that slide through and you, you throw CEH in that mix too with the, with the Henry and, and Zeke. They'll get play a lot. All right, so we'll make a Cook-Jones lineup. I like it. All right. I like it. That's, uh, that's a spicy one. I do like that. a bunch of your cheap wide receivers I'm very anxious oh, to hear about. They're they're coming. They, right. They're underpriced. They're mispriced, I think. Perfect. Those are my uh, favorite players. How popular do you think Jonathan Taylor is this week? Oh. Um, 5,700 on DraftKings. So, like, he should be really popular. Um, it's really, it was funny, like, when uh, salaries came out, they come out, like, Sunday night. Um, yeah. There was talk in our subscriber Discord. They were like, "Oh, like Heinz is only fifty three hundred." And I'm like, "Wait, what? Like, who cares? <laughs> Why do we care what Heinz costs?" And it's like, "There's your overreacting to week week one." Um, but I think Heinz did have a good enough game where Taylor is not like an easy play at fifty seven hundred to me. Yeah, like, do you definitely weird. want to play him like over Kenyon Drake at fifty nine hundred against the Redskins? Or ah, darn. you did it. We each did it once. Yeah. Against We're the football team, uh, Miles Sanders is six thousand. So you kind of spoiled my next step here, but oh, I have sorry. I have Kenyon Drake highlighted above Jonathan yeah. Taylor at the same price. Um, I like Jonathan Taylor, and I think the Marlon Mack out for the year thing. You know, everybody knows about that. It was big news and kind of one of the bigger injuries from week one. So that's obviously a bump him up. The thing with Taylor is interesting is he had six catches for sixty-seven yards too. And yeah. I we talked about Eckler, and I wanted to go from Eckler to Taylor for a reason. Um, Philip Rivers just loves dumping to the running back. Yeah. We talked about how many targets Eckler last week. Jonathan Taylor had six targets last week, and what Hines had four or five, I think, too. Hines had oh, Hines had eight. Eight, yeah. So that's fourteen targets for these two guys. And I think you know you can't overreact to week one. I'm going to say that nine million times. But Philip Rivers to Tyrod Taylor with Eckler, and then anybody to Philip Rivers in Indianapolis. I mean, he clearly loves throwing to the running backs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm in. Like I. uh it just seems like this is going to be a situation every week where you think you know it, and then it's like, oh, um, it's actually not. You know, you know, it's like it's just not that easy to figure out which one it is. And yeah. uh, I feel like Hines, Hines, like we came in, like, oh, he could be the pass catcher, and yep. it's like, oh, well, they actually both catch a bunch of passes. Like he caught eight of them. Like he led the yeah, team. Eight for forty-five. He also had seven carries, and I think Taylor had nine carries. I think as we go along. Um, Taylor's clearly going to be the guy that that gets more carries. I mean, he's an uber talented guy and yeah. super explosive. I think for this week, I think it's still split a little bit, and I think that Kenyon Drake at fifty nine hundred is insanely underpriced. Yeah, I he like jumped like when we not that I expected him to be in that like Edwards Hilaire Aaron Jones group, but yep. 
it just felt like I was scrolling way too far to find him because it was just like, Oh, Arizona against Washington. Like I'll, I kind of like that. Although, um, we'll get to other guys from this game in a little bit, but does that, does like the defensive line for the football team worry you in terms of Drake or is it more a negative for Murray? It worries me. Actually, neither. It worries neither? me for a quarterback who stands back yes. there and gets hit like Carson Wentz. Um, so if you look at it, a perfect, a perfect comparison is the Niners against uh, Kyler Murray. I mean, the Niners can literally kill any quarterback who stands there and just throws the ball. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like they did with Aaron Rodgers and Kirk Cousins in the playoff last year, but you get against Mahomes yeah. or Murray and you can see that like extra hesitation, like Bosa's always there, but the other guys like you're just scared to go. You should go too hard up field. Cause he just runs right by you. And Murray yeah. did it like 10 times. And Murray has this thing where he just like slides randomly, like even before you think he's going to. So they got like three personal fouls from that. Mm-hmm. He's really tricky. Like he, he actually uses the slide as, a, as an advantage to get calls. It's very, it's frustrating to watch him, but he's so good and he's just impossible to tackle. But with Drake, I mean, I know season long is very different than DFS, but Kenyon Drake is a guy that was drafted before Aaron Jones a week ago. Like we're not talking six weeks into the season. We're talking a week ago, Kenyon Drake was a top 15 pick. And I granted, you know, Chase Edmonds is using the red zone against the Niners. I get that. But Drake still had two thirds of the touches. Drake still, still scored. This is a really nice game script. Uh, he's just, I think he's priced way too low. I think 5,900 for a guy a week ago who we thought was the top 10 to 15 running back. I just think that I think the price is way too low for Drake and I'm, I'm using him all over the place. Yeah. The, the difference in usage between Drake and Edmonds is much bigger than it is between Taylor and Hines. And like, that's what oh, separates it for me. Yeah. So. And I, I think that, you know, Edmonds was using the red zone and people freak out about that, but Drake was still the guy that was getting the ball two thirds of the time. Yep. 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 What about your boy uh, Mostert? Yeah. The Niners offense is hard to figure right now just because so many people are banged up. Um, They're playing you know, like the best team to play in football. <laughs> yeah, they are doing that. And he broke the long catch for the touchdown. They, they are getting involved. He had 19 touches week one, which I really like. Yeah. Uh, Jarek McKinnon was heavily involved. Tevin Coleman didn't play much because the air quality. He has uh, some sort of condition. I think it's sickle cell, sickle cell yeah. where the, yeah, the air condi- the air quality was really concerning for him. So we only played like, I think he only had like four or five touches. Um, yeah, I like, I love Mostert. I mean, he's always a guy that can break one every week and the Niners should run the ball down the jets throat. Most of the game, if they can kind of get the offensive line going, I don't think I could play him over Eckler if I had push come to shove against uh, against the Chiefs in that matchup, but uh, that's a, it's a close one. Yeah, yep. I just felt like we needed to talk about it because the Jets are so bad. The Jets are not good. I, you're going to say that now, and then they're going to beat the Niners. I'm going to have to hear about it next week. It's going to be painful. There's no way you're going to have to worry about Jeez. that. But Niners are so banged up. I don't think so either. And I think that uh, you know a stand back their quarterback is going to be great for them to kind of get healthy against. But you know, no Sherman, no Debo, uh, Kittle might not play. It's just there's a lot of stuff going on. It's uh. Stop. So the injury bug is bad. Stop. Although if it's a Ross Dwelly week, I'll be pretty excited. Uh, um, it's not going to be a Ross Dwelly week. It's going to be a person we're going to talk about for 2,600 later. That might be a week. Oh, I love um, it. Um, Ron, talk to me about Ronald Jones. Uh, 5,200 down here on DraftKings, so a little bit cheaper than the, the Taylor Kenyon Drake uh, market. Uh, Carolina is horrendous against the run. They've allowed multiple rushing TDs in six straight games, which seems almost such a fake stat that I had to go look it up. Uh, <laughs> he, he was super involved, though. Like, Everybody was like, oh, Leonard Fournette and Keyshawn Vaughn and all these guys. He had three quarters of the Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay running back touches. I don't know if they are just trying to get Fournette worked in, but he wasn't involved at all. He had three targets also. There's obviously some risk here, but it's a nice game script against a bad team. Um, Jess Jacobs had three touchdowns and 90-plus yard rushing against these guys last week. I don't know how much they're going to use Fournette. I don't know if it was a working him in thing that they just weren't ready yet, but I think Ronald Jones is going to be popular, and I can't figure out if I want to jump on that chalk or not. 
No, you don't. No, Come all right. on. Really? I, I do think it'll be popular, 5,200. Yes, there's a, I, most sites that I've seen uh, ranking know, in the top, so, like, top 10 to 12. Yeah. I'm looking at the uh, UF Collective ones, and they definitely like him as well. Yep. Um, no. 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 <laughs> no, really? <laughs> I really don't have anything. To, I mean, they're, they're, the reason I don't really buy in is I feel like like you would rather play him. I mean, he obviously has like an ideal matchup, but like the other guys you can play in this group, like Mark Ingram, Melvin Gordon, if Philip Lindsay doesn't play, you've got Devin Singletary against the Dolphins. And then the one that we obviously have to talk about because yep, it's coming. Yeah. Is 4,500 for Benny Snell yep. uh, expected to play with James Conner, unlikely to play. Um, Snell is not without risk though. Um, because Jalen Samuels like got a decent amount of work after Connor left. And so I think that situation, like, I don't think this situation is as, as great as any, everybody thinks it is, but just like last week, like at 4,500, it's probably just worth the risk. Yeah. I mean, he, and Snell looked good. He looked, uh, he looked slimmed down. He looked quick. He had 19 carries for 113 yards in their game against the giants. Uh, not involved in the pass game. I, I think that uh, is going to be Jalen Samuels. Uh, but, you know, nice game script. Six and a half point home favorites against uh, in their game. Uh, who's Pittsburgh playing? Denver, Denver against Denver. Yeah. Um, and it, more than anything, the price wasn't adjusted. They played Monday night. Connor got hurt. The pricing was already out. So he would have been probably, you know, with the Singletary pricing at, you know, the mid fives maybe if he after that game plus the injury. I'm super tempted to move up 700 bucks to Singletary, but uh, it's hard to not go 4,500 bucks if, if Connor isn't playing. You get the starting running back for the Steelers. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, it's. I think he's the he's an easier play than uh, Ronald Jones. I'll put it that All way. Right. Okay, I, uh, I and I'm not like playing Singlet- Frank Gore. I kind of like no. I kind of like Singletary over Jones as a if you're looking to uh, you know maybe get a little bit different in a GPP. Um, nice game script for Singletary. They're six five to six point favorites against Miami. He had seven targets last week, mm-hmm. and he's a guy that's explosive. If he gets the ball in space, he's going to make some big plays. Nine carries. If you're going to get me fourteen to sixteen touches for Singletary, I think I'm willing to risk that over Jones with the thought that Singletary is more likely to break one. Yep, totally agree. Cool. Anybody else running back you want to mention? David Montgomery, James Robinson, anybody else that uh, you got? I have one guy I want to ask you about at the end, but uh, um, anybody else that uh, – any of the cheap guys that, you're, that you like? No, I mean, after Snell, like below Snell, I think everybody else – and I, I say this as a way of tossing people aside. Everybody else is for GPPs, and I'm not really looking at them. And I don't even, I don't even think they're really playable in GPPs. Yeah, right, right. No, nobody there that I'm really excited about. Like, oh, this is going to be spicy and interesting. There's just nobody there. Right. The, one, the last guy I want to ask you about uh, going up in price a little bit is David Johnson. Yeah. Not the best game script. They're playing Baltimore. Uh, I mean, you know, it's in, they're probably going to be behind. Baltimore's defense is good. He looked really good week one, 109 total yards and a touchdown run. He ran 32 pass routes, which is really good for Johnson. He's a good guy that's talented catching the ball. Any interest in him at 5,800 on DraftKings where you get full full PPR? Duke Johnson's probably not going to play. Should catch a lot of passes catching up against Baltimore. Do you see a path there at all? No. I kind of do, but I just couldn't do it over Drake or Taylor. So I just I don't think I'm going to get there just because of the, the guys that are in this range. Yeah, I just feel like we – like you could have made that argument last week with like Kareem Hunt or I guess they split a little more than you want. But like – the Ravens, just because they're playing, just because their opponents are playing from behind, like they can just shut teams down, though. So yep. there could be just a lot of three and outs or 
foreign overs so that uh, as they're coming back foreign overs i like that yeah whatever that would... <laughs> so i mean uh, you'll certainly get him he won't be popular so you'll have you'll be able to have your two percent david johnson but i'm just not sure you're getting anything out of him like you like you i don't see him getting a score helpful enough in a gpp that it that the two percent pays off you know what i mean like you you, you don't get extra points just because he's low owned. And so like, what are the chances that David Johnson actually has like a 30 point game against the Ravens? Uh, yeah, no, I, I agree there. I just wanted to bring him up just cause he played so well last week, but I just think there's other guys that I, I would much prefer to take. Yeah. Okay. Let's jump into the passing game. But first a note from our sponsor owner's box. Do you love the strategy of season long fantasy sports L- live for the quick hit of DFS? Then be the first strike weekly fantasy sports WFS from owner's box. Owner's Box is kicking off the 2020 NFL season in a big way by giving everyone 25 Owner's Bucks to try the game for free. In addition, Owner's Box will be matching users, first user's deposit up to $50. Weekly Fantasy Sports keeps players engaged through live drafting, social interaction, and a new layer of strategy that puts the power back in your hands. Compete with your opponent over seven days of fierce competition and get paid out weekly. New public and private contests start every day. The Owner's Box game provides users with a fun and engaging rule set that revolves around a set number of game opportunities by roster position your players earn your points throughout the week but only if you have enough games available that position owner's box allows users to engage socially in multiple different ways with the community add friends create groups and rank up to elevate the trash talk and competition the next level sign up today to try weekly fantasy sports for free but that's not it each weekly fantasy sports contest you participate in will give you one free entry into the signed drew Brees jersey giveaway in honor of the nfl season owner's box will also be matching your first time deposit up to 50 dollars Head on over to www.ownersbox.com slash rotowire to claim your rewards and join the new wave of fantasy sports. So, Andrew, top of the quarterbacks, uh, we've got we got two guys this week. We had no Patrick Mahomes on the slate last week, so, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson was way, way above everybody else. We have Lamar and Mahomes, 8,200 for Lamar, 7,700 for Mahomes. Uh, if you're going to play one of these top two guys, is there one you strongly lean towards? Uh, I think Mahomes. Interesting. Uh, My I'm, I'm Jackson for me. I th- Jackson's obviously the safer one just because of the rushing floor, but um, I don't know. How do you go wrong with these guys? Like, there are enough tweets that happen over on Sundays that it's like always Mahomes or always Lamar. So, like, I, th- I think they're good every time. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to really uh, argue against either one. Um, I just think Lamar at 8200, uh, you know, he only ran for seven for 45 last week, but uh, you know, three touchdowns. 11 YPA in week one. Um, any concern at all with the way the Chiefs played week one? Or are you just kind of crossing that? I mean, only they didn't throw a lot of deep balls. YPA was only 6.6. I'm not concerned at all, but I've seen some stuff like maybe they're switching up the offense, but uh, I'm not buying that. Uh, I mean, he still threw three touchdowns, Mahomes. Yeah. So they had and 211 had, yards is obviously. Should have had good. five if Demarcus Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I did myself that time, so it's allowed. Um, no, Any I, thought the fact that the Chargers, um, his average, Mahomes averaging 256 yards against them in the last four games, under 200 yards last year in both games against the Chargers? No, I mean, it's such a small sample anyway, and they've had it. Ex- like, they've I had mean, extra time trying, to prepare. Try it hard, but it's Mahomes. I yeah. think he kind of tossed that stuff out the window. Yeah, Andy Reid's had 10 days to get ready for this game. Yeah, uh, you think he'll go with the face shield again? <laughs> Look like a windshield wiper, or he needed a windshield wiper. It was it was a little uh, felt I, I'm I'm all for everybody being safe but that felt uh, that felt a bit much. Um, well, it's funny because I keep seeing stuff that if you wear a face shield, you should wear a mask. Also, like it's not a this is actually <laughs> yeah, worse I, than not wearing a mask. But I can't go down that route. Um, yeah, I think they're both they're both really strong, and um, as long as these cheap wide receiver plays that you're going to give us pay off, then 
they should be easy to get. So what about uh, what about before or below them? Is there you got, we've got you got Dak at sixty eight hundred. We got last week's hero Aaron Rodgers at sixty nine hundred. Josh Allen was really good last week too at sixty seven hundred. Matt Ryan sixty six hundred. Any of those four in that grouping that uh, you think you want to drop down from Lamar and Mahomes and kind of stack that way? Uh, no, no. I I actually see a number of cheaper guys that I think are like well worth targeting. That that middle group. Like basically from Rogers all the way down to, I'll even put Deshaun Watson in that group. Like I think all those guys are fine, and you can make like really good stacks. I mean, I probably wouldn't do Watson just because I don't like playing against Baltimore, but um, I think they're all fine. But I think you could probably get just as much production from guys who are slightly cheaper. Uh, that like if you're looking at Rogers, I'd probably just be like, I'll find the 800 for Mahomes, whereas um, the cheaper guys I really like. Yeah, I think I, I think I agree with you there. If I'm gonna go, if I'm gonna do anything in here, it's gonna be Dak or or Ryan in, yeah. a, in, a, in Atlanta Dallas game stack with the receivers maybe coming back and forth and hoping for that, you know, 38 31 kind of game. Um, but if I'm just kind of building my favorite lineup, uh, I, I was I was with you. I didn't bold or highlight any of the guys in that range either. Yeah, I think they're all fine. I mean, you can yeah, make you can make really good like high upside lineups with like Prescott and Amari Cooper and Julio Jones coming back. That's obviously gonna be pretty expensive, but like those guys have a lot, a lot of upside. I'm just not sure um, for cash games. Like it's, you need to spend that much money uh, unless Josh you're getting Allen, Mahomes or Lamar. Josh Allen, for some reason against the Jets last week threw 46 times. I, I, what the heck was going on there? Um, with, a, I, with a, with a lead most of the game too. Yeah. They, they were saying, I saw today that it was a career high in passing attempts, passing yards and completions. Um, and he also ran for 57 yards and another touchdown. So like, in a game where they were ahead, though, like I would have yeah. thought, like a game they're down twenty-one to three at halftime, he throws forty-six times. But I looked at that stat and I'm like, I can't believe he threw the ball that often. It was crazy. Yeah, only three hundred and twelve yards. I mean, not that like three twelve is nothing, but forty-six times. Like if Mahomes throws forty-six times, he's throwing for like five hundred yards. So like, right, that's um, true. I don't know. I uh, what's weird is that he threw that often, and like there were no Bills receivers that like you needed to have. Um, yeah, so, they spread it or spread it around pretty good. Right, but uh, so. let's jump down. I think the one that uh, the first one that jumped out to me is Kyler Murray, yes. hundred. Um, another good pass rush. They're placing, facing the Washington football team. See, I didn't mess it up. Mm-hmm. You yep. did. You're the pro. Uh, yeah. um, ran the ball really well last week. I obviously watched all that game against the 49ers, and I mean they had Bosa was in his face. Uh, you know, Eric Armstead was in his face, and they just couldn't couldn't quite get to him. He just kind of sneaks through, and boom, he's gone. Uh, had 90 plus yards rushing. They're an interesting offense right now. There's just a ton of quick passes, a lot of like out of the pistol, and he just gets it out of the ball, gets the ball in his hand quick. DeAndre Hopkins obviously went crazy. We'll talk about him in a second. Um, Wentz had a really good first half against Washington, and then missed some plays in the second half. I thought Wentz was gonna have a huge game at halftime, and just kind of they just they just kept getting to him, and, and the Philly offensive line just fell apart. Um, it, for at 6100 on DraftKings, uh, if I'm down here, uh, I'm I'm pretty interested in playing Kyler. He like just lit up when I. Like it it seems like a great play. So Kyler is the reason I am hesitant on Kenyon Drake and not that like both can't have good games, but like generally that doesn't happen. And so yeah, I'm not, I'm not playing them together. I will, I will have them in both in lineups, but not together. I just think that uh, if the game script works out one way or the other, probably not going to get both of them doing well. Right. Um, Or at least well enough that you want in a, in a, in a tournament for sure. Right, right, right. So, like, but even in cash games, like, I'm just not sure you want to put that much into it. I mean, they are, 
Are they up to seven points? I don't think they are. I think they're six. And the last I checked, they were six, uh, six and a half point favorites, which like makes you think maybe you want Drake because they run, you know, they end up running a, a lead out. Uh, not that Murray can't run it out himself, but yeah, that price, like it just was so much better. Like when I, unfortunately, like we also really like Derrick Henry, um, but like Tannehill against Jacksonville, I think is a perfectly good play at 5,900. Um, I'm not going to try to play Phillip Rivers again. That was a one-time deal and I'm happy to, to leave he that threw for like 360 yards somehow. Um, yeah. And, but he didn't, did he even throw a single touchdown? I think he oh, had he threw one. one. Yeah. He threw one, one touchdown. Uh, he's, uh, he's bad by the way, just a spoiler alert. Oh man. He um, looked, he looked horrible in that game. He did. He did look really bad. Yeah. Um, the other guy that I think is worth, if you uh, make like a few lineups, Let's, I want to hear the cheap guy. If you make more than three lineups and you're willing to take a little risk, I think you should have a Mitch Trubisky lineup. Uh, I had two guys down here under six and he's one of them. Yeah. I mean, uh, if you're looking for a punt play in a really good matchup against the giants and you know, they have, they have good receivers. He's not good. He had a play in the end zone last week that he missed his receiver by like 10 Miles. yards. I don't know who he was throwing to. I think I it looked like he was throwing like, a ball into the stands for a fan, except there were no fans there. That it, it felt like that. You're like, you're like, oh, he was throwing it away, and then you look and, and there was nobody around Anthony Miller. I think it was Anthony Miller. You're like, okay, he wasn't throwing it away because he's wide open. It was, I think he was just that far it off. It was really but, bad. But I mean, they they played they, the fourth quarter. They came back and they won that game thanks to DeAndre Swift's drop touchdown. But um, twenty six rushing yards too. Yeah, 5,500 is really cheap in a game where, you know, I think the Giants will score enough to make it so that the Bears got to score too. And I don't know, 5,500 is really appealing. If you wanted to, like you said, build a, build a GPP lineup where maybe you go him and a cheap receiver and you could really stack up the running backs. It could be a really interesting lineup. Yeah. I mean, generally this is like a running back line of thinking, but I think the quarterback works. I mean, you have a five and a half point favorite, at least the last I checked. I don't think I updated these today, so I apologize if it moved. But basically five and a half point favorite against arguably the worst defense in the NFL and the giants. Um, that seems like Le- something that yeah, you would legit, at least consider. Legit terrible defense. Yeah. So I, I like it. Do you like, uh, do you like Tannehill at all at 5,900 or do you just think that it, they just run the ball the whole second half? No, I think Tannehill, um, I think he's fine. Like it, obviously we really like Derrick Henry, so I don't think you can play. You're yeah. not going to play both of them, but, but is I mean, that the rivers that rivers had 363 yards and on them in week one. And they're fared by 10. And he's got, he's got good weapons. Corey Davis looked good on, on Monday night. Um, under 6,000, I think I prefer Trubisky as kind of a punt play down here, but I think Tannehill is, is playable too. What about your boy Jimmy G, though? I just wish they had receivers. I mean, I, I need I would need to know what the Kittle deal was. Um, you know, obviously he's questionable right now after the, the sprained knee that he got from Buda Baker right at the end of the first half. Um, no Debo. Uh, Brandon Ayuk is probably going to play, but I just, I just don't think the weapons are there right now for me to want to play him in DFS. I think they're going to try and run – the ball down the Jets throat as much as they can. I just think they, uh, I think the Jets would have to score more than I think they can uh, for Jimmy G really to go off enough in a DFS setting. I mean, I made this argument for Trubisky five and a half point favorite against the worst defense in football. What if you had a seven point favorite against the second worst defense in football? Yeah. My problem is that that second one has uh, an elite offensive line with a great running game and a, a willingness to take the ball out of the quarterback's okay. hand. Uh, if, if it works, you okay. know, they're not, if they're getting six yards of carry, they just won't throw it just to throw it. Kyle Shanahan will just stuff it down their throat if they want, yeah. if they need to. Yeah, that makes sense. 
All right. So let's jump into the past catchers, but first a note from our other sponsor, Prediction Strike. Prediction Strike is a fantasy sports stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes as if they were stocks. Ever heard someone say, I've had stock in this player since day one? Well, now Prediction Strike makes that a real possibility. You had stock in Patrick Mahomes' rookie year. You knew this would happen. Now it's a reality. Create a portfolio of all your favorite athletes. Get closer to the game than ever before. To get started, simply visit predictionstrike.com to create an account. Then deposit funds to buy, sell, and hold shares of your favorite players, just like you would real stocks. Each game is like an earnings report. If the player beats his projections, his stock moves up. It's that easy. You can trade your shares of players at any time, as long as the player isn't currently in a game. Get started today by visiting predictionstrike.com and sign up with the code ROTOWIRE to get an additional $10, with your fir- $10 off with your first deposit of $20 or more. So, Andrew, uh, wide receivers, uh, there's no Michael Thomas. He is uh, nursing a high ankle sprain out for probably a couple of weeks. Um, Devontae Ad- Adams is now the, the bell of the ball at receiver, the one guy over 8,000. A monster week last week against the Vikings. Uh, 14 catches, 156 yards, two touchdowns on 17 targets. Detroit secondary is already banged up. Uh, the Bears lit them up late in this game once they kind of had their injuries and they were bringing in backups and they're still pretty banged up. Uh, their rookie that they drafted, uh, Adoku, is uh, probably not going to play again. Um, are you going back to Devontae Adams at 8,100 this week? Um, I usually only play one high price wide receiver if I okay. even play one. And I don't, I don't think it's Devontae Adams this week. All right. Well, I'm, uh, I got three right below Adams in the, the mid sevens to high sevens. Uh, which one of them is it for you? Which one is it for me? Um, yeah. Which one is the one that you are, you like more than Adams? So the it's Deandre Hopkins. Okay. And the reason it's Deandre Hopkins is fully because of last week. Like I think the, I think I overlooked, uh, and I think most people overlooked because not a ton of people played DeAndre Hopkins, but I think we kind of forgot how the Cardinals play. And the number of times last season where we were like, you should play Christian Kirk or take a shot at Andy Isabella, or, I mean, I played Larry Fitzgerald a couple times in cash, and it's like all the Cardinals want to do is snap the ball and throw it and let their receivers do what they can do. And then they added one of the best wide receivers in the entire NFL. And we didn't, and there was just like no thought of, oh wait, maybe, maybe this will help DeAndre Hopkins. And so I think I saw a thing that he had more uh, screen pass catch, uh, screen pass catches last week than his entire career in Houston. Yep. And it's like, if they're going to throw the ball that often to DeAndre Hopkins, um, why wouldn't I play him? Yeah, I mean, you get that whole offensive system, like you said, plus a guy who's pretty much been unguardable his entire career and has the most insane hands, I think, of any receiver in the league. Like, he makes catches. I mean, I obviously watched that game to play in the Niners. I mean, there were so many plays where... The second Kyler's back foot hit on the turf to plant, he was throwing to DeAndre Hopkins, and he already knew where he was going with the ball before it even happened. I mean, he was – it was clearly the focus of, of everything he did. I mean, and I know that Richard Sherman is on the other side of the field for most of that game, and maybe they just shut down that half of the field and went to the Hopkins on the other side. But there were so many plays where before he got to the line, they knew exactly where the ball was going. Yeah, and um, like the number of times where you just see – and this was like previously in Houston where like 
long passes and you're just like, oh, they're, he's doubled like this ball's landing on the yeah. ground somewhere. And all of a sudden they're in, it's in his hands. Yeah. He tips and, it to himself and catches it one handed. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's absolutely incredible. I mean, it, obviously like everything you say about Hopkins can be said about Adams. Like the, the targets are there, the catches are there, the receiving yards are there. Adams had the touchdowns last week. Hopkins uh, didn't have two like, uh, like Adams did. And so maybe that's the separator, but um, I don't know. I just, I feel like there's going to be like every week, this season it's going to be like all right well like how much is deandre hopkins not to say he's like this season's michael thomas but i mean it's not the, the offense is built around getting the ball into the receiver's hands and if he's in this elite group like why are you not playing him as much and, as you can and like you said running as many plays on offense as physically possible during the game which mm-hmm. is significant i mean every play is another opportunity to catch a ball i mean that's that really matters and they speed teams up and they did it last week and I don't see after beating the 49ers why they really want to change anything, you know? Yeah. And like playing, uh, like doing mini stacks in cash is usually not something a lot of people do. I mean, some will do like the running back uh, defense one, but you don't always have a quarterback wide receiver combo. But like the Kyler DeAndre Hopkins one is so nice just because of the rushing floor from Kyler Murray that. Yeah. Um, so like there. So I really liked Kyler and I loved DeAndre Hopkins. And so I'm like, I feel like left out with Kenyon Drake, but I just, that seems like a lot of Arizona, even against Washington. But like, I think that might be, that might be a touch too much Arizona, but right. uh, I, I can't, I really can't argue against any of the players specifically. I don't think I go three at the same lineup, but talk to you about the guys uh, right below DeAndre. We've got, uh, we have Julio at 7,400, uh, another great game last week, uh, nine catches for 157 yards. And we have Tyreek Hill at the Chargers, um, he was only five for forty-six last week. He did have a touchdown uh, in the third quarter. They get the second half at some point. Um, do you like either of these guys? Uh, say you, you're in a lineup where you do want to play Drake, and you're going away from Hopkins, or you want to play some, you know, double uh, expensive wide receivers. Uh, either of these guys uh, get you fired up? I think I play Adams over either of them. Like Hill is just one of those weird ones with me that I just don't ever really consider him a cash play, and yet people keep playing him in cash and. When I don't have him, it seems like he does pretty well. Um, although I say that he, I pretty much never have him. But I don't know. It just seems like he's. I maybe it's because um, he's he has like a number of like big plays that he has scored on that uh, that makes me think like oh well he's just like a GPP play and then it's like oh he had fourteen targets or whatever it was obviously he didn't have that last week but right um, I don't know I think I think Julio will be ahead of. Um, ahead of him for me, even though last week we saw another classic Julio game of uh, almost double-digit catches for 157 yards and no touchdowns. Yeah, I I have this weird feeling that Tyreek's going to hit one, but it's just kind of a gut feeling that uh, comes with uh, comes with Tyreek. Right. Uh, I like Julio a lot. I think he should see a lot of uh, Trayvon Diggs. And if uh, if I'm going with an Atlanta Dallas stack, I think this is a pretty good game script where Julio um, could get uh, could get pretty loose. Yep. Totally agree. And he's like technically questionable, but like, I don't think. Yeah, I, I didn't buy that one as much as some of the other ones, but uh, I think he's going to. I think he's going to play. Yep. Agreed. Um, let's see. Um, so going a little bit cheaper, let's get under 7,000. 
Um, there's a couple of guys in here I do like. We talked about cheaper guys. There's a guy like guys I like in the 4,000 range. Um, I really like Allen Robinson this week. Uh, 6,400 on DraftKings. Had nine targets last week. He had five end zone targets from Trubisky mm-hmm. last week. Um, Juju was uh, had two touchdowns against the Giants last week. Kind of falls into the, with you mentioned with Trubisky, like playing an awful defense. Um, I think Allen Robinson, frankly, is just mispriced at 6,400. I think he should be a top. Uh, I think he should be maybe 72, 7,300. I think he's a really nice player at 6,400 this week. I think. Robinson's price is always reflective of Trubisky. Like I yeah, think if Foles sure. started, then he'd be seventy three hundred. But like I'm as like a football player, like I think just Allen Robinson is awesome, and it like he pains is. me to see him like waste time away with Trubisky. And so, um, yeah, like against the Giants, I think it's a perfectly great play. Uh, I don't think I think this salary range is a little dead for cash games, but. Um, but yeah, you like if you are willing to take a risk on Trubisky, it seems silly not to include Robinson in some in some stack there. Yeah, I uh, I really like Robinson. He's probably if I if I play a lineup where I go heavy running backs, maybe drop down at receiver, he might be my my wide receiver one in some lineups. Um, Calvin Ridley, obviously, if you're playing Atlanta Dallas stack, he was a beast last week, nine for a buck thirty and two touchdowns of twelve targets. Um, I think this week, if I'm going to play Ridley, I'd bump it up to Julio and kind of play that uh, the touchdown back and forth kind of thing. I think I'd go up 600 to Julio if it were me. Yeah, me too. Um, I think Julio is always going to be more popular, though. Like, I don't think a lot of people are dropping down to Ridley. Um, like, it seems like you would drop down to Ridley if he was 5,800. But now that they're so close, I yeah. think most people play Jones, who I think is a better play anyway. But I guess you should get some some advantage of fewer people are actually playing Ridley for that line so of thinking in the, in the weirdest post game situation last week, uh, Bruce Arians kind of ripping Tom Brady and taking Mike Evans side and the, the interception there. Uh, Mike Evans uh, was questionable. It was doubtful at this when we recorded and went up to questionable and ended up playing 93% of the snaps snaps. <laughs> it's crazy. Like it's the most insane thing ever. Like, I don't know how you go from doubtful to playing every single play, but only had four targets. He had one catch, but it was a touchdown, but a short catch. He had the play where you know Brady overthrew him and he kind of broke off his route that caused some controversy. But he had Marshawn Lattimore on him most of the game, who kind of owns him. He does yeah. really well against Evans for for the last few years. If Godwin doesn't play at sixty four hundred, Mike Evans has to be really high percentage, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, In a game where Carolina can't stop anybody, like I don't know how you get away from Evans. I, we talked about Robinson at the same price. It's really hard to go away from Evans to Robinson if Godwin sits, though. No, totally agree. I mean, Godwin was popular last week, and Evan, even when Evans was active, because everyone's like, "Well, he's active, but like he's banged up." Um, so it's the if if you go into every week, like, is it a Godwin week or an Evans week, and one is yep. not playing, then at least you have exactly. your answer. Well, we may have an answer a little bit lower down the uh, wide receiver list, also. Ooh. Um, any interest that we talked about Julio and Ridley? Um, what do you do with the Dallas Pats catchers? We got Amari Cooper at 6,300. We have uh, Michael Gallup at 5,600. We have C. Lamb at 4,700. Um, if you're looking to kind of come back from uh, some sort of Atlanta stack with some Dallas action and you weren't playing Zeke, uh, do you have a preference among those three at the prices? I originally looked at Gallup. Um, Me too. Because, like, C. D. Lamb had like a very good game and. Yeah, it was um, super involved. Yeah, it was really involved. And it seems like there are now more targets available because Blake Jarwin's out for the season, or at least out for a while. I don't know if it's a full season, but... Yeah, long um, it's a long time. A long time. So um, theoretically, that's more targets. That Not that like CeeDee Lamb is a tight end who's going to get those targets, but they may play differently that yeah. he's on the field more. And so 
but Gallup, I don't know. I, um, I think I underestimated how big of a game Cooper had. Um, so that when I was looking, I was like, Oh, what did they do last week? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Oh man, Cooper, 14 targets. Like that's I didn't I watched that game too. And I didn't remember him doing that much. I felt the exact same way. I just felt like they, I never saw him. And all of a sudden I saw 14 targets and I was like, that's Lockett hmm. Metcalf killed the Atlanta secondary last week. Yes. Yes. Um, so I don't know. I, none, none of them feel like for cash games, I actually went with lamb just cause he was so much cheaper. Um, like I was saying like that Cooper, that salary range is just one I'm usually not in just because, um, I feel like paying up for guys like Hopkins and Adams makes, you know, there's just more consistency with those guys, but there are just so many here that, um, you can, that are perfectly fine plays. And I think they're, they're good for GPPs, but, um, like I ended up going down at least if I was going to go with a Dallas guy with lamb over both Cooper and Gallup, not because I don't think those guys couldn't go 10 for, you know, a hundred again, but it's just that the salary is more helpful. Yeah. I, uh, it's funny. I mentioned Robinson and Evans and we just talked about Cooper. I love so many guys in this range, but I'm like, you usually, usually I want a couple uh, you know, one or two really expensive receivers and then kind of drop down to guys with a lot of targets. But, uh, I tell you what, I love DJ Moore this week too. He's a 6,300 on DraftKings. I love the game script here. Um, he had nine targets last week. I like the fact he only had four for 54. So kind of a little bit under the radar. He had two end zone targets. I think he's an immensely talented. We talked about DJ Moore a lot last year. Um, 6,300 on DraftKings, I think is underpriced too. I, I I'm in trouble here. Cause there's like four guys I love in this range. Um, yeah. And you kept saying you like guys who are really cheap. Which I know is, it's uh, going to be a tough week to, for me to figure out receivers. I'm going to be playing, I'm going to be playing four receivers in a lot of lineups this week. Ooh, there we yep. go. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, yeah, DJ Moore is one of those guys that I feel like always, like every time he has a good game, and I'm like, why didn't I think of DJ Moore? And it's like, oh, because there were three guys around him that I like more. Like, not that I right. don't like DJ Moore. It's just like there feels like there's always somebody next to him that I'm like, oh, I, I'll just play that guy. And like this week, it's like either Evans or Robinson, Cooper. Um, so I don't know. I don't, I, I feel like you end up on him because of people like me who are like, no, I'm not going to play more because I like these other guys. So you're welcome. Yeah, yeah. No, there's a ton. There's a ton of guys. I mean, Juju's in that range. He's questionable. Yeah. Um, AJ Brown is, you know, quiet week. He's 6100. I imagine there'd be some some action there. Still had eight targets, but a little shorter than usual. He's probably a he's probably a boomer bust guy most weeks because he's you know he can break at any time. But you know the way their offense is built around Derrick Henry, it just kind of limits. Maybe you know he's not going to get those 14 target games that we right. see with some of the other guys. Um, dropping under 6,000. Um, I think I'm going to jump down in the 4,000s for most of my teams. But one guy I wanted to mention. Uh, T.Y. Hilton off a really a really quiet game, uh, 5,700 on DraftKings, did have nine targets in week one, but only four catch, 53 yards. The Green Bay wide receivers just torched Minnesota last week, and that's yeah. what the Colts are playing this week. They have a lot of rookies back there. I mean, we talked about Adams, but, you know, MVS and Alan Lazard were doing well too. Rodgers picking them apart. Um, I find it hard to get Hilton in the lineup this week because I go up a little bit to guys I love and I go down a little bit to guys I love, but he's in that middle range where – um, kind of underpriced, but I'm, I'm, hard, I'm having trouble finding a way to get him in. I think that's that's like the perfect description. And because um, <clears throat> I saw that price and I was like, that seems pretty good. Yeah. But um, like Paris Campbell led them in targets last, or he had the same number of targets last week as Hilton. Spoiler, spoiler alert. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. I it, This is another one that like we're, I think he's a perfectly good play. And I think you can expand on this group. Like I think Terry McLaurin is perfectly fine against yep. Arizona. 
Um, DJ Chark's right in there at 6,000 also. Um, we talked about Gallup at 5,600. There's, there's a lot of guys in this range too. Yeah, and if you go even slightly below, uh, but st- right at 5,000 is Darius Slayton, who whose yep. price is obviously made before Monday night's game. Or did they play Monday, Sunday? When, whenever Monday, it was. Monday, Monday night, night, yeah. Monday night, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he had 102 yards and two touchdowns last week. It looked, it looked electric, too. Yes, yeah. So he actually is making me like not even think about Sterling Shepard, who normally at 5,500 I think is, is good. Um, and then we have like Lazard in this group. So Andrew boy, uh, Anthony Miller. So yep. there's some fun score, guys. Like score, every... score, Miller scored late, late last week to make it worthwhile. It was, yep. uh, I was worried there for a while. So let's jump down. Uh, there are two guys who I think are at 4,500 that should not be at 4,500, uh, plain and simple. I think they're mispriced. The first is Paris Campbell. You mentioned him going against this Minnesota defense. That is, you know, the secondaries in shambles. Green Bay killed them. He had nine targets last week, six for 71. He looked to me, like just a super talented receiver in that game. I was watching that game because I had I had some T.Y. Hilton going. I was like, oh, T.Y., get the ball. Yeah. Paris Campbell looked better to me. Uh, Minnesota secondary is torched. I just think at 4,500, I just I don't I don't get why he isn't like 5,300. I just think he's mispriced and a, a guy that I want in a lot of lineups this week. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think there's, um, I mean, we kind of mentioned him last week because I for some reason like this uh, Indianapolis stack that. Hey, if I told you that they threw for 360 last week before you would have you would have been all in on that. You yep. would have you would have doubled down on that stack. Nope, you're absolutely right. Um just didn't work out touchdown wise. Campbell and Hilton both had 103 uh, air yards, so it's not like it was completely nothing. So um, some of that is Philip Rivers throwing the ball up for grabs, but that's all right. Yeah, I mean, you know, air yards are air yards. So. Uh, yeah, I'll, him and Winston, I'll take it. Just keep chucking it down there. Something's gonna work out. Totally, totally. Um uh, I'm I'm in on that. So um but yeah, I just think um yeah, Campbell definitely was one. He was so much cheaper last week too, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, I think he was like thirty eight hundred, thirty nine hundred last week. Yeah, so I saw forty five, and I was like, oh man, I should have like just not that he was great last week, but yeah, I like him. Who was the other guy in this range? The other guy in this range is Deontay Johnson uh, mm. with the Steelers against Denver. And this is a guy that was really, uh, you know, had a lot of sleeper buzz to him uh, coming into drafts this season. He had 10 targets week yeah. one. I, he was I played quiet. him in showdown in that Monday yeah, night. He was quiet because Juju scored twice, but he was 6-7. He looked every bit of their, their wide receiver, too. He looked really good out there. You know, I'm, I'm watching the Monday night game, so I'm kind of watching that a little more closely maybe than when there's eight Sunday games on. But 4,500 for a guy who had 10 targets playing with Roethlisberger. Juju's questionable. I think he's going to play. I, I I think I actually kind of like him more if Juju does play because I'd rather him just kind of uh, not get all the attention. Right. I think Deontay Johnson at 4,500 is the best wide receiver play of the week, if not Whoa. the best overall play of the week. Wow. I think, it's, I think he should be 5,500. And wow. I think he would be if they did not play Monday night. Wow. Okay. Will uh, we'll be in so many lineups. It's crazy. Him and him and Paris Campbell. I love, you know, I, I won't be able to play all of them at all, but I, they'll have one of them in almost every lineup and I'm going to play Deontay a ton. Wow. Do you put Slayton behind both of those guys? I love Slayton, but I probably do just for the 500 bucks. I think I save it. Um, I probably, I do like Slayton, but yeah, I probably go those two guys ahead of him at 4,500. Okay. And that's the problem is MVS who we mentioned, Margaret, Margaret has yep. Valdez Santley's 4,600. And I, I like him in this offense, but I just think I like the other two guys more. I don't think I'm going to play any of them because he's just, I, there's no way it's hard for me to get off those other two guys to get to him. Right. 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 Yeah. Now that makes sense. Um, I was I was shocked when I saw Johnson's uh, 4500. I was mm-hmm. really surprised by that. Well, I mean, we always get the the Monday night and yeah, Sunday night guys. Uh... But I was a little surprised because he was really popular in like draft season and you know and all that kind of stuff. So I thought it maybe hit a little more buzz than that. But uh, apparently not. I'm uh, I'm all in on that one though. I think it's going to be a, a really good payoff at 4500. Okay, there are two guys I want to ask you about that are sort of in this sub five range. 
Perfect. Um, I've, got, I've got three more highlighted. So oh, okay. See. Okay, good. Yeah, go for it. Um, one of them is Russell Gage, who you kind of mentioned before, just how much um, Atlanta threw last week. Like he, Gage had the same number of catches and yard, uh, excuse me, catches and targets as uh, Jones and Ridley. Um, your boy Hayden Hurst didn't quite, yeah, didn't quite get there. Gage but Gage like weirdly took away all of Hayden Hurst's targets. It was, right, it, was right, it was interesting. But uh, I, just that little nugget I picked up from one of uh, Jerry Donabedian's hidden stat lines this week is that all three of them had nine catches on 12 targets for over 100 yards. And Gage now playing in da- against Dallas in a game that's expected to have a ton of points, like at 4,800, that seems like a pretty easy play. Yeah, I, I like Gage this week. I just like the two guys I mentioned more, so okay. I probably I won't have a ton. But yeah, I mean, the game, if you're playing in Atlanta – Dallas stack and you can't quite afford Julio Ridley. I mean, I got no problem going with Gage. I mean, coming off 12 targets at 4,800 in the highest total game on the slate. It's hard to really argue against that one. Yep. Uh, next guy is Sammy Watkins. 4,800. Uh, no. Nope. No. I just, uh, Sammy and I have a, it's like a, one of those ex-girlfriends you walk in a bar and you just kind of turn the other direction. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, I just, uh, I have a bad history and like, he scored three times week one last week and did never did anything again. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, you're 4,800 in this offense with Mahomes. I mean, I don't think you could ever fully go wrong at that price. I just, I like other guys more in the range. It does seem uh, like there are too many guys in the range that are better than him that you yeah, don't really need to play him. kind of what I felt. So what about under 4,500? Is there anybody there that you like? Um, I was going to say Ayuk just because the Jets are so bad. But um, given he's coming off an injury and has literally never played an NFL game before, maybe there's some... <laughs> Small, small, small detail. Uh, yeah. Um, Jalen Rager looks really good. Um, yeah, yeah, he had that one big catch from uh, from Wentz, and it surprisingly played. We talked last week when yeah. like, oh, Rager's out, and all of a sudden Saturday, like, oh, he's playing. I was like, where did that come from? Where did that come like, from? Yeah, weeks. It was, it was strange. But um, I don't know talented. what I don't know what to make of the Eagles, other than obviously their line is so bad that like any sort of pass rush. Um, like, do we was was last week like the perfect storm of a horrific offensive line riddled by injuries uh, against what could be the best pass rush in the NFL. Chase Young is a monster. He's a monster. Um, well, he is so good. I can't, uh, coming out and playing one game, I could not believe how good he looked. And the moves he puts on, he's like, it looks like an eight year veteran. It's crazy. Yeah. So, like, I was uh, putting some stuff together and I was looking at unrealized yards. So, basically, like air yards minus receiving yards. Um, the number one unrealized yards player in the NFL was Deshaun Jackson. Oh, I was going to guess. Oh, sorry. So Deshaun Jackson had 46 receiving yards and a league-high 210 air yards. Uh, Rager was second with 89 unrealized yards. He had 55 receiving yards on 144 air yards. So it's like literally the top two guys in the entire league are from Philly. Um, Your boy Allen Robinson was third, uh, 74 on 150. But, like, is that enough? Like, I feel like on a different week, we'd be all over Jalen Rager. But, like, I just really struggle to put him over any of the guys we've spent the last five minutes talking about. Yeah, I think you kind of summed it up for me. I think he's uh, I think he's interesting. He had four targets last week in that 55-yard catch, and they like to throw the ball deep. I just, for me, it's just strictly I just like other guys in the range more. And I still have a couple here that I like more than him that we haven't even mentioned yet. Uh, is one of them Corey Davis? One of them is not Corey Davis. So oh. It kind of goes in the Sammy Watkins ex-girlfriend. Oh, okay. Is seven um, of seven of eight for hundred and one. Yeah, I mean he he, he looked good. This is a guy that was a top five pick in overall. I um, um 
I was wrote that game up and I was just like, Corey Davis is a guy. Yeah. Like I gave him no thought. I said something like he doesn't have the volume or doesn't have the, the yards. And he had both in that game. Like he did. He looked, he looked like the number one pick that he was. I just, I think in a game where they're 10 point favorites, I probably would just go elsewhere. Yeah. Thankfully, like you have Derrick Henry. It's not like they have like a messy yeah. backfield that you you're like, I don't know right. if I really want to take 50% of 40 rushing attempts or, you know, hopefully 35 rushing attempts or whatever. Like, you know, you're just getting 90 of them, 90% As of them. Someone who has AJ Brown, in a lot of places, it was not fun to look up and see 84 catch the ball every single, every single time. time. Yeah. Every time I was like, Oh, AJ. I'm like, Nope. Corey yeah. Again. yeah. So a couple of guys I want to talk about here before we go into tight ends and get out of here. Uh, Mike Williams for the chargers, 4,200 on DraftKings. He had nine targets last week and almost all of them were like deep downfield. He ended up four for 69, it is pretty clear to me that Tyrod likes taking a couple shots downfield to him. Obviously, it's only one game, but he's just so cheap on DraftKings. He's 4,200. He's 5,800 on FanDuel. I don't know. He seems like a pretty decent play to me for not a cash guy, but a GPP guy. I mean, he, when you have any balls downfield, I think one's going to hit at some point. Uh, Mike Williams is fourth in unrealized yards last week. There you go. So, yeah, I, and it, it, every single one was like him jumping and like getting it on his hands and almost catching it, almost bringing it in. He had like three almost spectacular catches. Um I think he's a talented guy. I just think forty two hundred is a, is a really good price for him. Yeah, no, I think uh, I think that's fun. You, um, I put together basically like air yards per dollar based on DraftKings prices, and uh, Williams is third. Yeah, I, I I think he's very playable this week, and I probably have him a lot more if there weren't so many so guys many other guys like. to play. Yeah, I, I love it down here. Um, if Godwin doesn't play at forty one hundred, do you entertain Scotty Miller with six targets last week from Tom Brady? You mean Tampa Bay Julian Edelman? Tampa Bay Julian Edelman, yes. That's what I saw on Twitter. That's the same. Yeah, thing. there's a lot of that. I'm yep. not going to get into why they make those comparisons, but because um, he's white. You know, it's because he's white. <laughs> That's it. No. 4100 4, on DraftKings. Uh, I don't know if Godwin doesn't play, they could pepper him in a game where Carolina is not very good. I think I like Williams, the other guys we mentioned more, but yeah. uh, you know, I think most weeks if we we're like Scotty Miller 4100 with all those targets, I think we're pretty in on him. But I think it's just a kind of a victim of circumstance here. That's yeah. That's how I feel. I, I That doesn't jump out at me as something I need to play. So the last guy I got here is 3,800, and uh, you're going to love it. Cephas? Nope. Oh. No, Richard don't. Sherman. Richard Sherman's not playing. Oh, my God. Get out of here. Get out of here. Nice game script. Seven-point underdogs. Rashad Perriman, oh. 56 snaps on offense last week, had five targets. Uh, Rashad Perriman will earn value at 3,800 this week. Oh. You're, th- you're you're not very high on the Jets these days, are you? Uh, no. The <laughs> the part of the reason why I am um, scoffing at this is um, when I put together these like blind stacks. I did running back, defense, and wide receiver one opposing wide receiver one. Okay. So in this case, you're obviously looking at Mostert, um, the San Francisco defense, and Perriman. Um, okay. On the entire slate, um, they have, let me see. Oh, no, that's the Jets implied points. Obviously, that's going to be different for San Francisco. What was Jets implied points? Like 33, 35, somewhere in there? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so San Francisco has 25 and a half implied points, which is like the same as uh, the Colts or close close to Arizona. Okay. Um, that combination, so... Uh, Mostert, Defense, and Perriman is the 17th most expensive on the slate, as weird as that sounds. So basically there are um, 
there are six combinations um, that are cheaper than them, but none of them have as high of an implied total as the 49ers do. So just like it jumps out, like Mostert's cheap. Uh, the San Francisco defense is very much not cheap, but if you combine those with how cheap Perriman is, um, it kind of jumps out at you. And I jumped out. I was like, oh, and then I saw Perriman, and I'm like, I'm out. But I get it. I, I, uh, I'm kind of a guy that thinks Brashad Perriman's pretty talented. That's, I, I mean, that that's fine. The Jets certainly do. Akilah Witherspoon is going to probably going to play as long as he's at a concussion protocol for Sherman. Uh, Akilah Witherspoon, they, like, Shanahan had to like yank him by the horse collar to get him out of the game fast enough in, against Minnesota in the playoffs. Like he's pretty bad at guarding anybody. Yeah, he would start for the beat. Jets like right away, for sure, and the Vikings. <laughs> but um, I just I think Perriman's gonna hit one deep, and I, I it's a it's a GPP flyer in every way. Um, I think you're thirty eight hundred. I think it's gonna work. The problem is Corey Davis is four thousand. Mike Williams is forty two hundred. Miller. I mean, all these guys are definitely probably better op, better odds to to kind of uh you know definitely better floors right um i'm gonna have Perriman in a lineup or two and uh, i'm gonna text you when he scores okay that's cool that's cool let's jump into tight ends real quick uh we're going a little bit longer we gotta get out of here but uh tight end top we got andrews kelsey and kittle um i have no issue with them obviously kittle i'm not gonna play because he's questionable to me kind of you know any play if he does play could, could send him out for the rest of the game and they'll be very careful with him in a game that they're favored but um, I like Andrews probably the most. I don't think I'm going to play in the top three, though, just with the with the way I'm building around other positions. You don't put Ertz in this group? I don't put Ertz in this group. Wow. Why not? Because um, <laughs> it might not be the best time in his own team. Oh. Oh. Okay. I get it. Um, I love Ertz. Went to Stanford. But, you know, I just think uh, – I think when they get a play set up where they go a little bit deeper with the tight end, I think it goes to Goddard. Maybe he had nine targets last week yeah. and eight for one one. He looked really good. I just, I just think week to week it's gonna be tough to time which of those guys you know gets the red zone looks and that, that sort of thing. What jumped out at me this week is obviously we have every tight end we want to play, um, but it's all the guys that we have previously played at much cheaper prices. Like mm-hmm. we've played T.J. Hawkinson at four thousand and now he's fifty two hundred. Um, he was 4,200 literally last week. Um, yep. Hunter Henry, we played cheap. He's 51. Goddard, like you're now paying $5,000 for the I second. Believe, I couldn't believe the Goddard price when I when It's I saw crazy. It. Uh, Higby's 4,700. Your boy Hayden Hurst, 46. Like none of these guys are cheap. Um, nope. And I'm just somebody who generally like scrolls to the bottom and I work my way up with, with tight end. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I mean, you're going to have to really like those all those cheaper wide receivers that we went through. If you want to play one of these guys, because um, I don't know where you, where else you get the money. Unless you pay I, down uh, the running do, you have a, do you have a guy in that group? The, the four to 5,000 you like more than everybody else. Um, I, I do. I went uh, lower actually, but um, I think you can make a decent case for uh, Noah Fant. If um, yeah, look great. If Sutton doesn't play again, or even if he does, but like he's the, the, thing about Fant, which is very different than pre almost all of these guys is that he can make like big plays yeah, and you just sure. don't get that with tight ends. Like generally you're just relying on, um, you know, the eight yard touchdown, uh, cause they happen to get the end zone target. Like not that, not to take anything away from like Kelsey and Kittle. Um, but for the price, at least like Fant has like upside that the guys around him generally don't. Gronk isn't going for 85 yards. Yeah, I agree there. Uh, if I had to go in this range, uh, Fant was kind of the, one of the guys. I like Jonu Smith a little bit. But, mm-hmm. you know, yep. 
Um, I actually like Tyler Higby this week. 4,700 on DraftKings. A little pricier than I want to go, but for all the Gerald Everett offseason talk, you know, Higby only did well because Everett was doing, you know, wasn't there. Gerald Everett ran eight routes last week. Tyler Higby <laughs> played 90% of the snaps. The Philly corners are good. So, you know, that may, uh, may you know, funnel some action to him if Woods and, and, and Cooper Cup aren't quite as open. I think Higby could be a, a pretty good focus this week. He had only had four targets last week, but three catches of 40 yards. Um, if I were to go someone in this range, I think I'm going to go cheaper, but uh, Higby's my guy in the four to five range. Uh, would you go even lower? I would. So we got, yeah. uh, I got two guys in the three thousands and I got one in the two thousands. Um, Love that. My two in the three thousands, uh, Logan Thomas yep. at Arizona, really active last week for Washington, uh, had eight targets, including a red zone touchdown, uh, four catches for 37 yards. And of course we got, you know, we're going back to the tight ends versus Arizona, which is, that's was exactly a thing where I was going. Uh, Kittle, Kittle didn't do much last week, but he was four catches, 44 yards before he got hurt in the first half. And he's kind of a decoy in the second half. Isaiah Simmons was kind of patrolling the middle of the field a little bit, but I think if 3,600 Logan Thomas, you get somebody that had a ton of targets last week. Um, obviously, uh, Dwayne Haskins likes him against a defense that can't stop the tight end. Historically, um, I'm pretty in on that play at 3,600. I mean, he led them in targets and air yards. Yeah. I mean, that's, and he's a guy who's more athletic than most tight ends. I mean, he used to play quarterback. Yep. Yep. Uh, is the other one Jordan Aikens? Uh, the other one is uh, you're going to get mad at, too. Oh, my God. Chris Herndon? Uh, Chris Herndon for 3400 bucks. He had seven targets last week. Yeah. He had oh, six yeah. catches. Um, Herndon's the, the best receiver on the team. The Jets are going to have to throw at some, some point, right? Yep. 3400 no, I think that's I think I like Thomas a little bit more, but uh, Herndon was my second choice down here. No, I think I think that's a that's fine. I, I get it. I get it. I think Herndon might be a better play than Paramount. Uh, yeah, I think that's probably, I think that's probably fair just because I think it's more likely that Herndon catches six balls than Herndon gets an 80 yard touchdown. And you get to cross off tight end off the list too. Right. Right. So, um, under 3000, I've got one, but it requires George Kittle not playing. Oh, I see him. There he is. Wow. He's 2,600. Jordan Reed is 2,600. He actually played last week. You know, he had, he had, he had two catches. Uh, Kyle Shanahan mentioned earlier this week that they need to get him more involved. He only played 10 snaps, so I don't think you can do it if Kittle plays. Um, you know, I think they're going to use him in some two tight end sets, but it's probably not enough volume if Kittle plays. If Kittle sits, though, Jordan Reed is a guy that you know will probably get hurt at some point during the game. But before that, um, athletic, talented, has been very good in the past when he's been healthy. Um, in, a, in a lineup, in a, a team that needs someone to catch the ball, um, I think if Kittle's in play, I think Jordan Reed's a pretty much automatic play for me at 2,600. I was going to say, he's definitely going to be the most popular Ted on the entire slate if Kittle's active. Yeah, if Kittle's inactive, everybody's going to throw him in, right? I mean, I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm uh, profound or breaking any news there, but 2,600, if uh, if people don't know, I mean, that's that's super cheap and could let you do so much elsewhere and will be very involved if Kittle, if Kittle sets. They're on the first wave of games, too. So we got they the, are. They're the, they're the 10 a.m. start. Game, yeah. but, um, but that's more that we will know right away if uh, Kittle's in or not. My one of my bigger letdowns of 2020 is that the Niners play these back-to-back games in New York, and I was going to come out for either one or both of them, and can't do it because you know there's no fans of the game. So I was uh, is bummed when the schedule came out. I was really excited for the back-to-back New York games. I got a lot of friends in New York, and uh, I was going to come out for one of those games. It's uh, a bummer that there's no fans. That is a bummer. Yeah, I would have I would have made you go to the Jets game. It would have been my first Jet game in years. Could I have convinced you or no? Probably not. I would have met you somewhere else. If I'm out there, you wouldn't go to the game with me. I would have like really tried my best to do anything else with you. <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. Um, real quick on defense. Uh, where are you going with, uh, with defense this week? Down. Uh, but where down? Yeah. I've got one. I love down. So I want to um, hear what you got. The one that 
I looked at first was the Giants, which is crazy because they're terrible. But and because you love Mitch Trubisky, right? Yeah, I mean, it's really. I mean, that's that's where I go with that. It's like, who are they playing? Oh, they're right. playing Trubisky. Then that's fine. Like I think, um, how much are the Giants? Uh, twenty four hundred. You gotta go four hundred bucks, and you'll do much better. Yeah, I oh, I actually think the Cardinals are okay. Um, playing Haskins, I was actually surprised to see, and I mean, obviously they were absolutely dominant last week, but that Washington was more expensive than Arizona, despite Arizona being the favorite. Washington had seven hundred sacks last week, I suppose is why. Yeah, no, no, no. that's that's definitely. Yeah. And people like I've seen a lot like like Washington this week too. I don't think I'm going back there, but I just don't I don't like my defense going against Kyler Murray having to sack him because he just gets away from everything. Right, right. So you like the Rams against the Eagles? uh, Love the Rams. Twenty eight hundred on DraftKings. I mean, the Washington had eight sacks last week. The Philly can't block anybody right now. The Rams had three sacks against Dallas. The one thing they can do is is pressure the quarterback. Mm -hmm. I mean, Aaron Donald. They're gonna have to triple team it to stop him at all. They're gonna have to put three guys on him, and then everybody else is gonna rush through. You give me an offense. I, I mean, I love Carson Wentz. You're gonna give me an offense though that can't block anybody against a team that can rush the passer pretty well. I want I want pressures on the quarterback with the defense, make some mistakes. Um, if the Rams were 3,400, I probably wouldn't be as excited. I'd probably play like the you know the maybe the Bears or Steelers or Ravens instead. But at 2,800, I just a team that can't block anybody. I'm I'm all in on that. Love it. Love that. Call. Yeah, I, mean, I just think that you know I'd like the Niners, but they're four thousand. I think they're gonna I think they're gonna rush the crap out of Sam Darnold. I think they're pissed off about last week and tired of chasing Kyler Murray around. I think they're going to really hit Darnold a lot. Um, you know, Buffalo against Miami, but they're expensive. You, I, I'm going to save a thousand to go to the Rams pretty much on most of my lineups. Yep. No, I think that's the right call for sure. Anybody else that uh, you want to discuss? And I think we kind of hit everybody. Uh, a lot of guys, the, a lot of fun plays this week. It's a really fun, interesting slate. Um, I'm really curious to see how these, how these cheap receivers are going to work out. Cause I've never liked this many, so that it can't work well. Right. <laughs> uh, I mean, on the positive that, um, you don't think any single one will be all that popular. So even if like one of if one of the ones that you didn't take goes off, like it probably from a popularity standpoint, isn't going to hurt you like so badly, at least in cash. Yeah, I, I think that's I think true. I think there's, I think we, I mean, we talked about probably eight to 10 guys in the 4,500 below range. I think that enough right there is enough to make sense that there's nobody's going to be super high percentage. Like you said, right, right. Cool. Well, thanks everybody for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast, the DFS Friday version. Thanks everybody for listening. We really appreciate that. Again, if you please rate or view the podcast, that'd be fantastic. It would help us out a lot. You want to follow Andrew on Twitter? He's at Rotowire Andrew. I am at Scott Jensted. Other than that, we hope everybody has a good DFS week. We'll be back at you next weekend with week three. Take care. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire.
No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.